How do you create, develop, and cultivate leadership in your organization? Imagine what can happen when you have mission-minded leaders and enthusiastic team members who believe they can build business as a force for good. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lipper, the CEO at LCI Industries, and I welcome you to this edition of Built to Lead podcast. We are delighted to share the real-life experiences of others who have courageously stepped into the power of creating a culture that feels like family, a culture where every team member has a deep sense of purpose. Take what you hear today and be inspired to build a culture of caring, giving, and leading in your organization. Amazing things happen when you place people at the core of what you do every day. Welcome to this edition of Built to Lead. Welcome back. This is Edgar Cabello with Built to Lead, the podcast of Lippert, brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership. And I am today with its director, Bill Coughlin. Bill, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Edgar. Good to be with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can hardly look at each other without laughing. So um, Bill and I have been on the same team for, oh gosh, almost six years now. You were already here by the time I got here, but we've we've experienced a lot together. So yeah. um, anyways, no, seriously, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. And just give us a little intro. Like uh, I know you've been on this, on this show before, but like I wanted this to be all about the work you're doing through the Academy because we haven't gotten that specific yet. And I was like, it's high time. So just before we go there, like, just tell us a little bit about you, where you come from, how you got here. Yeah. I, um, you know, I've been with the company for just over nine years, Yeah, you know, and, but prior to coming, some of my background, I spent 22 years with United Airlines um, in several different capacities, right? In the aircraft maintenance division and customer service and sales and new product development and Reservation, you know, ran some reservation offices. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, all focused on operations and people. Okay. They wanted us to move when we had four of our kids in high school. My wife and I said, no, we weren't going to relocate. So I, I hooked up with a company called Mossberg and Company, a commercial sheet fed and flexographic printer in town in South okay. Bend. Yeah. And I spent eight years with them. And after eight years with those guys, uh, you know, those kids that were in high school were now out of college. And... I wanted to uh, honestly start my own consulting business on leadership okay. development. I, I've had great leaders, and then I've had some leaders that weren't such great. Yeah, leaders, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's so, a lot of our story. Yeah, and so as I was looking into that, um, that's when I heard about Lippert, and Lippert said, "Hey, why don't you come and talk to us? This is what we're trying to do." And um, Mike Gardy was here at that time, sure, right, doing some stuff, and yeah. so yeah, I came on board, and it's um, it's been a great journey from yeah, where man. we started. To where we're at today, and, sure. and like I say, it's a journey. Yeah, right. We're not there yet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you ever, ever get there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's been you know it's been crazy fun. I've had the opportunity to work with um, a lot of different um, divisions that we have in the organization. Yeah. And and now it's real fun to be working <laughs> with the academy and going out and helping other organizations and just sort of sharing our story. Yeah, yeah. Right, where we're at. That's we're gonna. That's what we're gonna really focus on here. I, um, but before we before we go there, like what, where along the the way? So I mean, I'm as I'm listening to you tell your story. You got you 22 years at United, um, then you got another eight years at Mossberg, the printing company code. So very different types of industries, of mm-hmm. course. Um, Along the way, you got bit by the leadership bug. Like some, at some point, that became a thing for you, and it became, uh, I don't know, a passion. Perhaps when did that happen? What informed that? Like, what was going on? Do you know? Like, even when did you have a moment? Was oh. it over a period of time? What was going on? <laughs> no, I, it's very vivid still to this ah. day. I mean, I had I had a gentleman by the name of Joe Gillum who was my 
leadership coach. Met him when I was at United Airlines. Okay. Um, I was sort of, I was aggressive young in my career. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to get to the top. I believe I see that. the higher you go, the faster you go, the more money you make. Yeah. And then that's sort of was my mindset. Yeah. Joe's the one that was a consultant to United. And he pulled me aside and said, hey, listen, you know what? You're going to get to the top. And I said, well, sure, I know I am. And he said, well, you're going to fall like a rock. And I was, I was caught back. And I said, why would you say that? And he said, Bill, he said, you're walking over people. You push people aside. He said, if you would take care of your people, hmm. he said, guess what? They'll not only help you in your career, but they'll hold you up when you get in those difficult times. And, and he gave me a great model. And um, I followed that model. And I just loved it. And we became great, great friends for 25 years. Wow. I had him, you know, often I could pick up the phone and call him if I had write a challenge or just a thought or this is where I'm going, what do you think? And he, he gave me that honest feedback. He would gut check me constantly in my career. And um, it, was, it was magnificent. Well, Even when I, when I left United, we stayed in touch. I had him come and talk to all of my employees and all the leadership at Mossberg as well. So if, if Joe was still alive today, I'd have him here at Lippert yeah. coming and talking We'd to us. We'd be talking to him right now. I wouldn't he, be talking to you. Right on. You would be here, right? <laughs> That's such right. a cool story, man. Yeah. Like how critical those relationships are along the way and you know just hearing you talk about it man like it's i can feel that it's deeply rooted like developmental piece in terms of what you were to become yeah i mean you immediately go to joe and you credit him for that mm -hmm. and that's really a pretty powerful part of the story man he had he had the largest impact in my career huh. um hands down of anyone wow yeah. and and i never worked with the guy day yeah. in and day out you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying right. so yeah, and as a coach, I and oftentimes here, you know, w with our teams inside of Lippert, you know, we encourage people like get a coach yeah. of some sort. If it's not one of us, get somebody. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. go look someplace. I mean, even even among our ranks and in our leadership ranks, mm -hmm. you know, there's people that really take that seriously. Folks that have been coaches, you know, and have have done a great deal, you know, to bring people along, whether it's coaching a little league team or high school wrestling team or or what have you. We have a whole bunch of people around here, man, that they understand that. But we encourage people to get a coach. Yeah. I still work with a guy outside of here. Yeah. Not as often as I used to with Joe, but still he he will gut check me, right? So, and those so, are well, talk, talk about that relationship a little bit. Well, yeah. I never hear anybody talking about that piece because we're always doing the job of the coach uh, yeah. most of the time, anyways. But what's that like right now? Like, what? First of all, why why even go down that road? I mean, you're a pretty seasoned coach yeah, yourself. I, yeah, but I think always you can sharpen the saw, mm. right? And mm -hmm. so he's a he's a guy that talks to me about um, personal things, my family, my health, work. What are you reading? What are you growing? How are you challenging yourself? I mean, it's it's constant. If you and I love what Maxwell says, right? It's the law of the lid. If you don't continue to grow and develop yourself, it's difficult to bring something new to someone else. Sure. So, so yeah, he's. I like that he challenges me. Yeah. Right. I like yeah. that when I sit down, he says, "Boy, it looks like you've been hungry lately." Right. Oh. And I mean, it's just a gut check for me. Yeah. But but we get some laughs out of it. Okay. But he he always has information too, and says, "Have you checked out this book, or what about this podcast?" Okay. You, right. What are you looking at? And so. Right. And I don't want to walk in and sit down in front of him over breakfast and cup cup of coffee and say. Uh, no, I haven't read anything. No, I'm not listening to anything. No, I'm not. Any because he'll look back at me and say, well, then how are you coaching other people? Mm. You just use an old material? Yeah. So we talk about our 
our leadership model here being self team and business and self is certainly the foundation for mm-hmm. it all. You bet. So that's, that's really, I think when we talk about, we all need a coach, Yeah. then it's, it's a, it's about that. Somebody's pouring into us, feeding us, challenging us, adding some accountability layers to our life and something, somebody that we got to think about, <laughs> we're going to see them. Right. And we know there's a line of, you know, conversation that's coming up the pike. Well, just think of the times that you and I have gotten together, yeah. too. We used to go out and sit down and have our cups of coffee and just bounce ideas off of each other yeah. and challenge each other. And I, I think those are important. They are. but And you have to yeah. have someone that's going to speak truth into you. Yeah, right. And not just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at our whiteboard over here. That's yeah. from our little session yeah. last week, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it and, is. Yeah. And, we're, and, and that's one of the things that we try to do around here. We try to help each other out. And kind of pour into each other's business. So you're doing your work is st- a little bit different than my work these days. Mm-hmm. So you're you're pretty much putting most of all your energy and time into into the academy right now, which is our um, outward facing. I don't know. I, I hesitate to say consulting arm, you know, but but it's kind of what it is. That people it helps people understand what we do on the outside. But I mean, how do you describe it? Yeah, I. I- I don't say as much consulting as I say just sharing our story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because every organization that I'm working with right now has some sort of a story. They have a history. They've been around. I'm working with some companies that have been around 100 years, 40 years. It's fun to go in and find out where they're at. And some are in second generation and some third generation of their business. And so it's not to pretend that we have figured it out here at Lippert. Sure. We have removed some roadblocks. Yeah. We've had some great successes, but we also know that there's still a lot of yeah. We got a lot of work to do, us, don't we? Right? Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, we do. I, I, I'd like to think that, and I and I think it's somewhat true that bad leadership is becoming extinct at Lippert. But I mean, we if we take an honest look in the mirror, you know, we're going to say that yeah. I mean, do we still have our issues? We do have our issues. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm dealing with some issues today. We would deal with issues every day, but but we're pretty emphatic about the fact that that we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that every person within this company has every opportunity to be matched with a good leadership person, right? A, right. a good leader who's going to help them see their path forward. I agree. I think people that don't buy into our core values, our leadership qualities, the mission we're on, they stand out. Yeah, they right? do. Years ago, you could hide yep. and you could get by. Yeah, it's Those harder days and harder. Are, oh, it's harder and harder. Yeah, it is. Yes. It, it yes. absolutely is. So you know, and I think <clears throat> I asked you the question. I wrote down a word while you were answering back, Bill, and I. I think maybe what makes us different, and that's why we're not comfortable with the idea of being consultants, is because more than anything, we're practitioners here, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. And, and I and I I've, I've said this before on on this podcast, but we we really we know our people. We integrate with our teams. You know, I'm I'm looking beyond you right now to a couple guys out there that we work with that are part of our safety team, and like we're actually in relationship with people that that we work that are part of our workforce, part of our leadership uh, structure. And I mean, we're in the fire an awful lot mm-hmm. with, with our people here. And I think that's what makes it a little bit different. So it's not so much consultancy or theoretical. We're practitioners. It's practitioners. It's in it every day. Yeah. It's walking the floor. It's getting to know the people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's not about um, theory and sitting behind a desk and 
it, it's being out there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So if I'm asking you, you know, as we kind of jump back into the idea of the, of the academy and, and that part of this conversation, Bill, like what ignites you for this mission? I mean, because you and I have done the same work. You're, a leadership, you're still the lead leadership director in the Marine Division. It's getting harder and harder because the demand with the academy is starting is on the increase. Mm-hmm. I, I do the same thing for a different division with, within Lippert. So you and I have been doing the same type of work. But, but what about what was attractive to you about the prospects for the academy? What, what was it for you that got you excited about really going after that mission? You know, I would, I would tell you it's fun to be out and tell our story. It's a fun story to tell. It is, isn't it? Right? And there's a lot of different facets to how we've gotten to where we're at today. And it's fun to go into different organizations and find out where where are they yeah. and understand them. Yeah. And, and and then try and see how do you find some synergies where you can help each right other. On. Because I, I can tell you, I was just at an organization last week down in Texas, and they're, they're doing some beautiful things mm-hmm. that... I took notes and some pictures that I want to bring back to our organization, sure. right? And they're going to come in and visit us in September. So um, it excites me to go out and talk about where we're at. It's, it excites me when other organizations are on the journey and they say, hey, guess what? We're seeing you guys on social media. Is it just a great social media campaign or is it real? And it's fun to say, yeah, I do believe it's real. Come yeah. and walk through our facilities. Come yeah. and talk to our people. Right. It's exciting to yeah. right? sort of walk it through is. different steps. and. I like to talk about some of the roadblocks we hit sure. and then some of the successes that we've had yeah. along the road, too. So I think what, you know, uh, stuff that we take for granted around here, you know, I, I was with some frontline leaders here at, in Elkhart today. Uh, Bill, there was 40 people in the room. It's a big plant, okay? Mm-hmm. 40 people in the room talking leadership development. We're talking about our leadership competencies. Yeah. And just the level of hunger and... Talk about being attentive, and and some of these people work some crazy hours, right? And and they still do, even with the way the market is right now. And they're up early, man, like every day. Mm-hmm. And and just, I think, I sometimes forget how not normal that is in the in the greater scope of things because we pull them off the floor, we pull them aside because we want to put them in a setting where they can, you know, learn together and be trained together. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, man, like I, the energy in the room and what it feels like from my end, you know, as the person who gets to kind of lead the parade in that moment. But I so appreciate what's been developed over time. And it, and it wasn't quite like that when I first arrived. Yeah, but I think early on, there were some early adapters sure. that wanted to buy into changing a culture, yeah. up, right, and being more people-centric. But there were a lot of fence-sitters. And then there were some people saying, hey, come on, when are we going to get back to being Lippert again? Yeah. Right? This is too... Yeah. But but now <laughs> now you see it that people... You don't have to look for someone to talk to. Yeah. People are approaching us all the time yeah, saying, yeah. hey, let me bounce an idea off of you. Or, or, hey, give me some help here. Give me a different perspective over here. Am I seeing this? So it's fun to see how hungry people are at all levels of the organization. Yeah. And, and there's an expectation now that they have coaching accessible to them, whether it's one of us or somebody on our, on our operations teams or, or elsewhere, like it's an expectation, the organization, and it puts a little pressure on us, but I love it, man, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, where else can you, is that part of the fabric? Yeah. And, and it is part of, of what we've been building here. So you're right. It's been a journey. 
This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. Just give people an understanding of what it was like when you first signed on with Lippert and maybe some of the differences that you've seen between them, between then and then now almost a decade later. Well, this might be pretty dramatic, but I, I'll never forget the day that, and this was early on, I went to meet one of our general managers, and I went into his office, I introduced myself, and I said, um, hey, I'm on the leadership direct, uh, leadership development side. We just want to sit and have a conversation with you. And he leaned back in his chair, he threw his feet up on his desk, folded his arms, and he said, uh, hey, dude, is this going to be an hour? That was his comment to me. I looked at him and I said, uh, no, it doesn't have to be an hour. And so he pointed to a plaque, a wood plaque that he had on the back of his wall, and he had just gone through... Um, a leadership course. And he said, dude, I, I got the plaque right there. I've already gone through this course. And I said, man, I didn't see that plaque. I go, I go we're good. I said, if they ask me how you're doing, I'm going to tell them you're good. If they ask how I'm doing, tell them I'm doing a pretty good job, right? He goes, that's it? I said, that's it. He threw those feet down. He popped up. He shook my hand. He goes, dude, thanks a lot. I got a lot of work to do. I said, yeah, good for you. And I left. I mean, that's how it started, okay. right? Now, Months later, that this, was your I, first coaching that was, session. Oh, that was, yeah, it was good, man. I, I killed it. I killed it. I didn't say anything wrong. I can guarantee you. Yeah. But, but what makes me laugh is that months later down the road, he came up and he he had asked a question. Hey, do you actually work with this VP? And I said, Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, I meet with him. And do you meet with this GM and that GM? And I was like, Yeah, I do. And he, and he said, Well, maybe we ought to get together. And I said, hey, did that plaque fall off your wall, that wood plaque? And he's like, no, dude, it didn't fall off my wall. But you had to grow, yeah. right? You had to, you had to build some credibility out there, yeah, right? Of course. With people to say, Absolutely. Hang, hang on, this isn't, it's not dangerous. He's not some mind shrink, right? He's mm-hmm. actually here to, right? It's just a different perspective. It's yeah. just challenging. And I think in our coaching, right, and what we do, you're more asking questions. A lot of people have the the answers, yeah. right? And you're just challenging status quo. And it's it's sort of fun to be alongside them. It becomes that trusted advisor that yes, we always talk does. about, yeah. right? Not that we have the answers, but we might challenge with a different perspective. Have you ever thought of this or thought of that? And, and I think that's what drives people saying, now that's a whole other angle I can go after. The other thing so. too, Bill, uh, you're right, um, is I love when you can tell somebody feels that they're supported, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're yeah. not, you know, because we hear leaders say oftentimes, like, I just feel like I'm on an island or, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just feel like I'm at sea, like all by myself. And I mean, just in a kind of a different conversation that I had today, you know, just helping, I think given the sense that, you know, helps on the way. We see your struggle. We hear what you're saying. There, There's a bit of a cry for help and support right now. And we're going to make sure that you get that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what some leaders, because we have them across the spectrum, some that have been in leadership roles that lead large groups of people and have for a long time and do a fine job of it. We have others that are just getting started on their leadership journey. They don't barely know how to spell leadership, you know, yeah. let, let alone lead a team of 10. Mm-hmm. And, and so just to help, it just helps. It does my heart good just to see when the lights go on for people 
And they're just like, oh, goodness, really? I get some help? And and I think that's one of the coolest moments for me because a lot of leaders go unsupported. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and I think that's one of the things that we aim to do with the academy then, right? So, you know, like you said, it's it's certainly fun to tell the story. But, like, what what does it start to look like? Because I, I always do this little plug at the very end of this show where it's like, hey, you know, if there's anything we can do to help you get started on your leadership journey, hit us up at, at academy at lci1.com, right? right? I say that at right. the end of every show. Yep. And and I know we get some responses that come on the back end of it. But my, my question for you is, like, when they do contact us and say basically, like, hey, let's talk, well, what can they expect next? Like, what happens after that point when they reach out? What? Some of it, my approach is to find out where they're at to begin okay. with. Right? What, what prompted them to even reach out to us? What are you looking for? You know, there's a lot of companies out there that, that have mission statements mm-hmm. or a vision statement. They may have a value system. But I, I will challenge you that often when I ask what it is, they can't write it down. Right. Well, it's on a plaque in the lobby. And, and I'm a believer that if you don't know the journey that yeah. you're on, how can you expect your team to come alongside mm-hmm. and join you on it? So you have to get down to some of the basics. Right. We offer all sorts of things, right? We, yeah. And it's not a one-man show. It's not just Bill Coughlin. I mean, we have, right? You mentioned the safety guys sure. out here, uh, the quality things yeah, that indeed. we do, right? Yep. The philanthropy we that a, we do. That, I think, has been yeah, unbelievable yeah. what philanthropy did for this organization. And, and to be honest, I was one of those guys early on when we were posting on social media all the things we were doing. I was like, why are we doing that, right? What, I mean, we should be humble and we should keep this quiet. But truly, what that has done is had other orga- organizations yeah. look at themselves and say, wow, well, we can do that too, right? We can give 10,000 hours. We can give 20,000 hours. We can come and partner with you. And so it's had a, just a rippling effect. It really has. And so, yeah, yeah I, right? I had to have my eyes open to say, man, that was super powerful to put that out there. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's when they call, I mean, it's the whole gamut. We right. have a cultural playbook sort of walks through some of the steps we did. And we ask a lot of those questions. How do you, you know, what do you focus on? Do you focus on retention? What's your hiring practice look sure. like, right? What do you give back to the community? Yeah, um, yeah, just a lot of the things that we're doing that we focus on. Yeah, and and you know, we, and we have the core values conversation yeah. with them, right? Because they yeah. may have them, they may be on a wall, on a plaque, and but but we challenge them to go a little bit further with that, don't we? Yeah, like you always say, are they in the airspace? Yeah, yeah. Are you living them every day? And and you can see it when you live in them every day. Mm-hmm. People talk about them. Yeah. So and we hold each other accountable to them. Yeah. I mean, so, in practical ways, we actually help people if if they don't have a set of their own core values. I mean, you and the team that you work with. I mean, you're going to help them develop that, right? Yes. And and then start to train towards it. Is yeah. that right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We. So, I was working with one organization, and they were trying to make an acronym out of their, out of their core values. Mm-hmm. And and when I got involved with them, they said, Bill, we need uh, we need another word that starts with a U, and we need another word that starts with an A. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's not that's not how we do it. They have to be at your core. Yeah. Right. So right. it's not about building a cool acronym. Yeah, that's it's right. about what do you really It's less value. about marketing and it's less about like your actual value system. Yes, that's yeah. Exactly right. That's awesome, man. Like so so some are, what are some of the other ways that the Academy comes alongside you know, companies that like the one that you mentioned earlier that's been around for 40 years. And it's funny when you said that, I thought, wow, they've been around for 40 years, but 
I think Lippert was over 50 when when we started on our whole journey. Right. So, I mean, for anybody that's listening out there and says, is it too late? Well, we're living proof that it's it's never too never late, too right? Late. To never get too late. started. But so what can a company that's been around for 40 or 50 years, been doing it this certain way for a long time, like what can they expect from you and your team? Like when you show up, what are like what are some of the things that we help people with? Well, this this group I'm working with right now, like you said, they've been around for 40 okay. years. Over the last four or five years, huge growth. Okay. They've taken their team members from 173 team members up currently to 920. Wow. And so massive, rapid growth, rapid change in the organization, um, bringing people on. So, so that, you know, seniority that they had okay. in their leadership and a lot of their new people are now, you know, six months, three months Right, eighteen months at the max, yeah. and yeah. so lots of new folks in the organization. So many right? new folks, okay. and all coming from different backgrounds and all different cultures. Yeah. And so now they're trying to marry all that together to say, "Hang on, how do we really set this up?" Yeah, because we grew so fast that we lost some of who we were. Yeah, and so sure, yeah, that's some of the start of where we're yeah. where we're at. And when you grow that fast, sometimes you're getting bodies, and their turnover, right, their retention is flipping, and so they're in a smaller community. And um, they don't want to have that that bad name of, uh oh, here they come and, and out they go, and, right. and maybe I shouldn't go down and work for those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. And, and and I just think even like helping them scale their vision out, like a rapid growth company like that, you know, that used to be less than a couple hundred people, and now they're what five times that almost, mm-hmm. and and helping them kind of take their message, like that thing that makes their heart beat, to many more team members, and to make sure that that message gets out in a in graphic form, right? So that people really understand it, that they can embrace it and they un- and, and, and they just and they see it demonstrated every single day in the workplace. Yeah, yeah and it's been challenging for their leadership too because sure. their leadership used to, when they were smaller, they had opportunities to be out on the floor and be with their people right. and, and know all of their team members. And now as they've grown, right, their CEO, you know, just said the other day, I don't get to the floor that often. Yeah. Man, there are new people here every single day. And it's challenging for me to build that relationship, that true family feel that I knew their spouses and their children. And, yeah. and so he has to actually put space in his calendar now to force himself to get out yeah. right, and be there. That's so, right. And, and so, and I think whereas before, you know, you counted on, you know, a dozen or more leaders to kind of get the job done. To scale towards a growing business, you have to have all of your leaders involved. I mean, we're talking to L, we're, we're talking about our leader action plans today in a training session mm-hmm. with our frontline leaders, helping them so that they can actually help team members on our floor, so they can have an action right. action plan. So, and again, right. it's we're stretching our leaders. We're asking a lot of them, yep. okay? And and you know, we we don't we don't just try to find leaders who know the product, know the process. We, we really find, want to find leaders who have a, a heart to lead people mm-hmm. and, to, and to care for their people. And, and one of the ways that they can do that is, is to help them kind of get on a growth journey just, just like them. So we ask a lot of our leaders around here, Bill. I mean, it's, it's no secret. And, right. and right. sometimes it's, it feels like pressure and sometimes maybe even close to a little bit of overwhelm because we do ask them to get involved in community service. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we do ask them to participate with our continuous improvement teams, our JFIs, our Just Fix It program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot on their plate, but man, I love the responsiveness of their hearts and their willingness to lead others. Yeah, and look at the creativity when you challenge. And, and I love what we share. You mentioned Just Fix It's. All those continuous improvement ideas come out once a week, Yeah. right? 
And think about it, across our whole system, others get to look at it and say, hang on, we face that same issue, never thought of it. Yeah. Wow, that was a cool idea. Right. So someone in New York is seeing something that they did in Florida, which is seeing something that they did in Indiana. And, yeah. you know, it's... That, it's powerful. It is powerful, right? man. And and the way that we, you know, and, and again, there's a lot of messaging that happens throughout the company, but but the way that we demonstrate these things and the and the idea share and the way that things ignite, just, just fix it actually is one of those things that ignited. It started huh? in one of our plants, mm-hmm. and then boom, it's like across the company. So yeah. we're we're challenging everybody throughout the organization to look for simple fixes in our processes, simple cleanup, simple ways to make life a little bit easier for their teammates, and it just kind of went viral, if you will, within the company. Yeah, and I think everyone wants to feel valued. Yeah, that's right. That they have ideas that, right, they're respected yeah. for what they do every day, that they're subject matter experts out there. And what a great way to recognize, yeah. right, our fellow team members. Yeah, that's right. So it's, um, and, and when you can go out, Edgar, and share that with other organizations, yeah. you're like, wow, we never thought of that, right? Or how did you get started on that? And those are the fun things to share with them that, you know, some of the programs that we've put in place. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So, like, I, I know one of the very real tools that we have and that we've been compiling over over the years has been our uh, our our playbook, our mm-hmm. leadership and culture playbook. And and so when we go into an organization, I mean, we're we're hoping that they do a few things, right? Like, we're we're there not just to be an idea center for them, but like, what what are what are we trying to catalyze in these relationships? Like, do we go in with the idea that we're going to have this really long-term relationship with them? Like, what's the mission, actually, for, of the Academy? Well, the, the mission would be to have longer relationships and really to have them own their own culture. Okay. Right? So we want them to put someone in in place that, that takes ownership of, I got it. Hey, I'm going to help drive leadership here. I'm going to help drive the culture. We don't, we don't want to be a consultant. Right to these organizations, we don't want to come in and and Bill does a presentation and Bill leaves and guess what? We know that many times mm. that leaves when the person leaves with it. Yeah, that's so right. we want it to become part of their DNA. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things we ask them. And you're seeing that more and more right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You're finding organizations that are just like, listen, we're gonna we're going to put that person in place. Yeah. Yeah, almost every organization I'm working with right now is doing that. That's right and that's and that's when the, one of the critical pieces that we we hope people understand about about our program, if you will, through the academy is just like, you know, because Jason says this quite often. He's like, if it's important enough to you, you'll put resources behind yeah, it. Absolutely. And that's absolutely. part of our messaging, isn't it? Yeah, that's it? exactly what we talk about. That's right. So that's my, that's the first thing that I look for is how committed do you want to get? Yeah. So. And, and it's why you're here. It's why I'm here. Yeah. It's why other people on our leadership and culture team are here. So Bill, this has been fantastic because we've, you know, we've been able to uncover a little bit about what it might look like and what it might be like to uh, actually get a get a coach like the academy if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll put some real people behind it, of mm-hmm. course. But I don't know, what what do you see for the academy going forward? Like what what does a preferred future look like in your mind's eye? Well, we talk about often, you know, our purpose statement is to be a force for good in the world. And it's easy to talk about that because many people say, well, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. But I, I do believe that we have team members in our organization for 40, sometimes up to 50 hours a week. And and if we can take care of them and they mm-hmm. feel valued, appreciated, respected, cared for, that they're part of a bigger team, a bigger purpose, a bigger organization, they go home, right, happier, healthier, right? They become better family members, better neighbors, better people in their own community. 
And if we can share that same vision with other organizations, to me, that becomes very, very powerful. Right. You mentioned and, you mentioned John Maxwell earlier on, yeah. you know, and and one of my favorite one, one of my favorite quotes of his is that everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. And we've we've embraced that idea. I mean, we don't put that on our walls necessarily, but we really do believe that that's mm-hmm. the critical piece, don't we? Mm-hmm. It sure do. I sure do. Yeah. So we're wrapping up, man. It's been great, like talking to you and catching up and getting current on this. I I know. The number of people that are actually knocking on your door right now is is on the increase. What is it, Bill, about the people that are coming to us right now? Is there a is there a common theme or a common thread that you're seeing when they when they look you up? I think yeah, there's a common thread. I think everyone, you know, it's listen. I think the culture thing is people are trying to find people in an organization, sure, and not only find them. Trying to keep them. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's people stay with good cultures. Yeah, they right? do. People stay where they feel taken care of, appreciated. I think people stay, especially our younger generation stay, when they know that the company has a bigger purpose than just making money. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's why I talk about one of the most powerful things I think we ever did here at Lippert was our philanthropy, giving yeah. back 100,000 hours sure. a year. Dude, when, you and I can have a great relationship sitting in these four walls. Yeah. But when we go out and we work in a food pantry or a homeless shelter, Habitat for Humanity, or we're cleaning up a park, we have a whole different relationship when we come back on Monday. That's right. Right. And we do that constantly in this organization. <laughs> yeah. And I tell, I tell these um, companies that I'm working with right now, man, you want to build a stronger team and have a, a larger purpose in what you do every day? Start doing some community service with yeah. your team members, yeah. and you will not believe the bond, right, that you build. Yeah. So, That's and it's right. real. You know, it's not. It's not some marketing ploy. It's not a something we're trying to go just pat ourselves. It's real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and everyone needs it. And there's a million non for profits out there that are looking for help. We'll, we'll so. probably see something tonight, won't we? Posted on, on one of our teams. <laughs> you know we will. You <laughs> one of our what? teams went out there because it does. It, it it happens all the, time. all the time. And again, didn't happen overnight. No. But it does happen over time, and it becomes part of your culture. And that, I think that's a real that that's one of the operative questions in my mind. Is like, what do you really want your culture to look like yeah. and to feel like? And it's the discipline of doing those things. Mm-hmm. Jason's beat the drum on this for a long time. You know, where those of us that are really close to that message, I mean, sometimes it's just like, all right, we hear you, buddy, loud and clear. Right. But this is a large organization, mm-hmm. and we have to continue to beat the the drum like loud and clear, so that people at the nether parts, literally in other parts of the world get and understand this message we have to continue to release the vision out yep. don't we yeah and it's been it's been fantastic bill and so so here we are man like you're a decade in almost now and you've started in you know really catalyzed by joe mm-hmm. you know the guy that introduced the idea of having a leadership coach and that you could do this then you became one yourself and then now you're leading our academy that's helping other organizations kind of come along for the ride. I mean, to me, that looks like a pretty cool path. I mean, how are you feeling about things at this point in your life, my friend? Come on, man. It's a great, it's a great journey, and yeah. I am super blessed and fortunate to be able to do this yeah. every day. And we're right? blessed to have you, so, bro. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, yep, we just keep going right? yeah, man. one day at a time, man. It's been tough. It. It's, it's been great catching up with you today, and we'll do it again. And and like I say every time, if there's anything that we can ever do for you to help you on your leadership and culture journey, please 
uh, hit Bill up, will you? Yeah. L- look for Bill Coughlin. Yeah, and, I, and, and then I'm going to call you for help. Too, so. <laughs> and I'll do anything I can to help you, brother. You know, you know that that's true. But let, look us up at academy at lci1.com. That's academy and lci1.com. We'll be in touch with you right away if you do. And we would love to show you the door in terms of what it could look like to enter into your leadership and culture journey. No long, no matter how long you've been around, because we were long, around for a long time too. Listen, this is Edgar Cabello, your host with the Built to Lead podcast. Bill Coughlin's been my guest today. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to today's Built to Lead episode. If you have a story to share or are interested in learning how you can be a business as a force for good, please visit us at www.lci1.com backslash academy. And please follow Lippert on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.